Hey everyone, it's Roberta, and I am very happy to say that my daughter Danielle is here to talk with us too. After I've been talking with some people, um, anxiety has come up many times, people having anxiety attacks, people's kids having increased anxiety and, and anxiety attacks. And I didn't think my daughter would do this, but she is going to. She has anxiety and she's had this for many years. And it seems to be even worse with this COVID craziness that we're currently in. And the riots and everything else going on in big cities that were even happening here. So she, she really internalizes everything. She's a feeler too. So she, she sees things and it upsets her. So I thought this would be a good way for her to process things and also get out there what we do if we're able to connect when she's having anxiety. Um, or a full-blown panic attack, how we can walk it back. Because we've been able to do that. There was one time just recently she wasn't able to get a hold of me and she ended up in the emergency room. And another time uh, after that, we were able to talk and go through just our practices over the phone. And within minutes, she was feeling a lot better and she didn't feel like she had to go in. So again, my daughter Danielle is here. Hey. She is like way gorgeous and insanely talented and creative she makes i'll have to post some pictures of things that she's made for me and if i can get a hold of any of the jewelry that she's made for people just so you can see and but the most proud thing i am to say about her is that she's a good person and she and frankie are raising my grandson to be a good person too so with that we are currently sitting at picnic rocks we are surrounded by seagulls and we're hoping we don't get dive bombed or pooped on so again danielle you mentioned a couple things that have increased your your anxiety um and i just want to mention along with the creativity um that anxiety really inhibits the creativity process and the drive or even feeling of anything you want to create or you're interested in it just kind of makes you want to sit and wallow and um, it's hard to get out of that. And I know you mentioned earlier too that when you're in this like constant state of anxiety, you feel tired all the time. Yeah, it's because your body is constantly in like a fight or flight response and it's always flight. It's always adrenaline and it just drains you. And not to mention that, but you're always fighting your own thoughts. And trying to tell yourself you're not dying because you're not dying. It's just... A panic attack and don't say just because it does have a lot of physical symptoms right. I mean you can feel your heart mm -hmm. when it starts palpating she's been in because chest pains yep thinking that something cardiac her um, palpitations um, shaking unable to breathe it's like you a lot of times it's like you just can't catch the top of your breath like you can't take a deep breath it's all stays within your chest and you can't breathe from your stomach right right the chest breathing and not feeling like you can get in any more air mm -hmm. you're not bringing anything out to mm -hmm. fill up again yep so um when when that happens what what brings you back down uh usually just telling putting my hand on my heart and telling myself all is well i am safe and just a few times, I'll be able to do that. Or when I call my mom and she'll tell me, 
the same thing, all is well, you are safe. And um, sometimes I have to sit on the ground and actually rock back and forth mm-hmm. to be able to calm myself. And when it got so bad a couple weeks ago, all I could do was sit on the floor and rock back and forth a couple times a day and nobody could be around me. There couldn't be lights on. Um, just, I was sensory overload very easy and that's very hard when you have a six-year-old child that's one of the things that she mentioned is getting on the ground and lots of times then when I talk with her I have her either sit on the floor get to the bottom lower level of their apartment if she can get outside because that's literally grounding the closer you can get to the ground the better so when she sits down um, and then she puts her hand on her heart and sometimes I have her put one on your head too that's the frequency, the energy frequency of the heart can override the mind. So that connection can help in itself. And then the reminder of breathing, Conscious, not from the chest. Yeah. And we go through that too, is bringing it all the way in. Feel it come, feel the air come into your nose, going down your throat, and then just traveling down your lungs till you're filling up the bottom of your lungs, doing the nice belly breathing. Mm-hmm. You know, the example I always give is that babies breathe correctly you know know better right as as we get older we're worried about our stomachs hanging out Mm -hmm. and all these other things and they don't care if you watch a baby sleep their stomach is going up and down and they're expanding filling up their lungs and breathing like we should so once she's taking these breaths and i have her maybe counting to four or i'm counting to four as she doing as she's doing it breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth that helps because that's slowing down the process of hyperventilating too. And it's also something to put your mind on. It's something that if if you just concentrate on that, it's calming in itself. Yeah, getting your focus mm-hmm. someplace else. So it's not, your mind isn't wandering. And like you said, sometimes that's hard because your thoughts are so focused and fixated mm-hmm. on whatever it is maybe that you've seen, read. Well, yeah, anything these days, seen, read, um, anything, like, I, I'm, sometimes I just get a bad feeling for no reason, and, like, something bad is going to happen. So and a feeling of dread. Yes, I get that a lot. Um, so it doesn't always necessarily have to be an external trigger, I guess, that sometimes it manifests in my mind, and um, that's even harder to get a hold of, really. Because you can't pinpoint a certain thing right exactly it wasn't an actual event or something that happened yeah exactly and then it's it's yeah it's something your mind creative so it almost seems a little more realistic I guess when it's coming from your own head rather than something you're far removed from on the news like the riots that you mentioned okay um so since this pandemic has happened you've noticed it's gotten far worse since the pandemic happened And um, not only am I scared about that, but I'm scared about everything that goes along with it. The sickness, um, the almost food shortages, um, just everything along with it. Definitely my kid and being in school. That's what most of my anxiety centers around with the current health crisis. And you, you mentioned earlier, too, six years old, because so he's picked up on this? He's already exhibiting signs of anxiety that I do or I remember having when I was his age, of death anxiety, um, sickness, anxiety, all kinds of stuff. And that kind of makes sense because 
um, last year, my mom died, so your grandma, his great grandma, mm -hmm. and now he sees grandpa back in the facility where mm -hmm. she passed away. So I'm sure he's having thoughts of you know what's going to be happening next. Yeah, he's he knows, and I've I've always been honest with him about death and sickness. I've never sugarcoated anything. So he, he is aware of what happens. And like you, he's also highly intelligent and he picks up. Intuitive, yeah. Well, it, intuitive and intelligent. So some of the words he uses and the conversations I'm sure that he hears or something on the news, the radio, he's able to understand and pick up on. So that, you know, it replays in his mind too. Mm -hmm. And even though, like you said, something might be far away happening, he still realizes that there's stuff happen. going on in the world yeah. yep exactly and he feels it all he's a feeler yeah definitely a feeler mm -hmm. yeah he's the kid that everybody's trying to get to sit with him on the bus <laughs> and he won't sit with anybody because he doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings by sitting with one person yep so that's a, a glimpse into gaba okay so do you remember the last time when he went into the hospital what was happening or anything that prompted it? No, that was during like a two or three week panic attack a couple times a day, every day. So I think it was just everything slowly mounting and not recognizing my anxiety and just trying to ignore it and will it to go away. But it was just kind of festering under the surface until it blew, bubbled over just with, I think especially with the George Floyd killing and the protests and riots because that's something I'm absolutely terrified of. I think that's one big trigger, but in just feeling all of what happened with that situation and what's going on all around the country, just it just kind of all culminated in a big extreme burst of anxiety, I guess. So when you said you didn't recognize it or ignored it? Mm -hmm. I, I would try to keep my mind busy. I would try to cook or clean or do something that wasn't just sitting and thinking about it, but I still had it. It was still taking over. So trying to ignore it doesn't go no, away? No, no. So when you recognize something is happening, what do you do when you recognize your anxiety heightening? Um, usually I'll start telling myself, all is well, I am safe. But um, it's really hard just to get it to stop and it all depends on how bad it is whether I'm able to get it to stop or how or, long you've let it go right exactly because if you do that in the beginning when you feel the anxiety starting to rise you're usually to bring yourself back instead mm -hmm. of ignoring it right right instead of ignoring it and letting it go and then it's just a panic attack and I can't stop it because I ignored it okay. and didn't acknowledge it and when you go into the hospital just out of curiosity what do they say or what do they do they, um, <clears throat> well, last time they gave me fluids, but I'm not sure if that's because I, they thought I was passing a kidney stone too, but they did an EKG, all kinds of blood tests, including the troponin to make sure I didn't have a heart attack. So, um, just basically vitals, um, your heart rate definitely is a big one that indicates, uh, your blood pressure. My blood, blood pressure always goes up really high when I have one, especially the top number. But, um, so they take it seriously. Yes. Yes. Okay. They, if, and if you go in and you say you think you're having a heart attack, they will offer you a chair. And I wasn't even being finished being checked in last time before they got me back into a room. So they will help you fast, no matter if it's anxiety or a heart attack or whatever it is. 
but there have been problems sometimes talking with primary physicians or... Yeah, I'll mention how I'm feeling or if I'm feeling anxious or more depressed and it's just an automatic like double in your dosage of medication or an addition of another medication. And lots of times I know even with health stuff that you've been having that has been real, they've passed things off as either depression or anxiety. Yes. Yeah. So that gets frustrating too and that's led to some Yeah, once you're you are diagnosed with ish, those issues, everything is just kind of thrown under that blanket of that diagnosis. Even though you've had real health emergencies with kidney stones and having to get stints placed and Mm -hmm. yeah actual stuff happening so make sure if you do go in that the things that Danielle mentioned that they're doing for you and they're not just because there was I think the first time I ever went in for a panic attack um I don't remember if the guy this was about 2008 I don't remember if they did uh, an EKG or anything like that I know they did do blood work and they just told me well I think you just had an episode. An episode? Yeah. Boy, so, that sounds like a 1950s diagnosis. I, I was hys- hysteric, I guess. Hysterical? <laughs> Whatever yes. the word is. Oh, my. Yes, that was a diagnosis from back Need in the day, too. Couch. <laughs> it's good that we can laugh about it. I, and- I can, too. When Even when I'm feeling so terrible, I can kind of riff on myself, and it makes me feel a little bit better. But one of the hard things is being aware of how much anxiety you have and most likely all of these things are causing all of the symptoms you're having heart pains palpitations whatever but you can't stop it you know what it is but you can't stop it and you know in your mind and your mind just goes crazy anyway I can see why that would be frustrating because you can't bring yourself back down out of it and somebody telling you just get over it helps right go take a pill (laughs) just get over it yeah Yeah, stop calm down god I never thought of that (laughs) Man, I wish I could do that I know. right now. I know Frankie told me the other day, just calm down. And I said, I can't. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm so, and I, my startle response is ridiculous too. It's very bad from the anxiety. So like somebody coming jogging up the street next to me, I'll scream. Or somebody says hi to me and I scream and stuff scares the crap out of me because I'm just constantly on edge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, just the littlest things even. Like you said, the adrenaline's always yeah. flowing the flight or fight. I'm ready to flight, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fly. Fly. I'm ready to flight. <laughs> Take a flight. Oh, do you want to go through one of our, like on the phone and how we do it? We kind of describe the motions. Yeah, we kind of describe the motions where you'd be sitting on the floor. And I know the last time you called me, I think it was it was early morning, like one in the morning or something yeah. like that. It, yeah, it was about like two o'clock in the morning, and I said, "I'm I have my keys in hand. I'm ready to go to the hospital." Yeah, yeah. And we just talked. Yep. The first thing I said, okay, you know, sit down, ground yourself. Yeah. First, you always ask me what's wrong, mm-hmm. like just you know to make sure it's not an actual medical emergency. But right. Yeah. We usually go. If you guys don't know, listening, I'm a nurse too, so um, not too, but. I'm a nurse and so I go through some a little checklist to make sure that this is what's going on at the time and we're not dealing with something that she should go in. Not that we always we always know, but usually by the time we're talking and getting through the symptoms, we can pretty and, much figure out. Yeah, and I've already started to calm down a little just Talking to, to her mom. mom. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter if you're 36, whatever. It always helps. You always need your mom. 
And and she knows too that we've been able to get through mm-hmm. these even on the phone, like yeah. I said, in person on the phone. So that's a good thing. She knows that she can reach out and it doesn't matter what time. So you're sitting on the floor or someplace, you know, closer to the ground if you can, be outside. And then I always tell her one hand on her heart. If she puts both on her heart, that's that's okay too. And I just start talking about breathing. Mm-hmm. And I just work through Okay, breathe in through your nose for a count of four and I'll be counting so then you can just concentrate on the breathing. And then I'll say out through your mouth for four and even make a noise if you can, like And that helps to empty and that's also a little prayer right there too. Well, I, I, yeah, (laughs) I think I remember that from making the chakra dolls. (laughs) So I ever do that many times when I can tell that you're you're calming down, then I'll even start the mantra all as well. Mm -hmm. I am safe. And if you have both hands on your heart, I'll say, okay, now move one to your to your head because, as I said earlier, that kind of overrides the energy of your mind. Mm-hmm. The heart definitely is probably here. All the motorcycles and everything around us too. So um, it is squirrel, squirrel, <laughs> know, seagull, seagull. <laughs> I know. I keep eyeing that one up to make sure he's not getting any closer. <laughs> and we don't have any food either, but they're still around. Oh, they know what people equal. <laughs> people equal. But he's so cute. They have, we were trying to figure out, some of them are the typical gray and white, but then some of them are the other mottled colors. We weren't sure if those were younger ones or what they are, but he's definitely more brave than the mm-hmm. other ones. Their eyes almost look different. I think those other seagulls have red eyes. Anyway. <laughs> there. <laughs> what was squirrel except seagulls. <laughs> but after a while, after we go through that and she does the breathing, I think the last time it was... A couple of minutes. Yeah. And I asked, I could tell that your breathing had settled and um, that I was asking you if you were okay and if we needed to go on a little bit more. And you said, no, I think I'm okay now. So just, I don't know if that will work for anybody out there listening, but if you can, give it a try. Definitely the mantra, the all is well, I am safe. And it it doesn't necessarily matter how you say it, just as long as that sentiment is there. And so however you want to say it what it means to you something like that with your hand on your heart and on your head Mm -hmm. so that's just what I latched on to because that's what my mom always said to me Mm -hmm. so and it does help to occupy your mind and everything let's see I don't know like I said I just thought this was very timely because of the increased I don't know I would also be, in the world. yeah, and I'd be happy to answer any questions or give advice if anybody wants to connect uh, with my mom and wants to talk to me, I'd, I'd be happy to. I think it's important that people know, and that's kind of why I, I started this and the Facebook inner piece. Oh my gosh, the birds. Oh. <laughs> like that horror novel I was going to write. This is like the birds. Good thing there's not like a telephone booth or something we needed to go into because they'd be crashing through. Wow. But Danielle, as she said, she's willing to reach out. I think it's important that people know. And talk about things because I don't. Mm-hmm. And I am going to start seeing a therapist at sometime this month whenever I can get in. So I think that talk therapy is probably important as well. Not so much getting everything off your chest, but maybe learning some like cognitive behavioral CBT yeah Mm -hmm. stuff like that I mean you don't have to go and pour your heart out if you're not comfortable with that because I'm not but no and I think it all depends on who you're talking to if you connect with that person or not or if somebody is just very matter of fact and very 
I don't know. Yeah, I think you probably have to go through, most people would probably have to go through a few therapists to find the right fit. Unfortunately, it's just not possible a lot of times in this area because the area is so small and mental health is so underfunded and not everybody takes all insurances and it's it's a waiting time of months to get into offices and I was kind of in in a health crisis and that's why I got in so early okay anything else we want to say or the birds want to say let us see the song of our people <laughs> the song of our people um, I can't. we're not swimming out to those rocks so no. don't even ask me no. okay all right no. just just so you know that's not happening today camping trip uh, <laughs> i guess just don't be ashamed of having anxiety don't think i'm glad you said than... that because it was a long time before you would even talk to anybody about this um, Brianne, you would talk with. Yeah. She knows that's her best friend who lives um, now across the big pond. Yeah. But they still talk and communicate, yes. and Brianne definitely helps too. Um, yeah. So don't be afraid to seek help for it. Um, there's a lot less stigma around it these days. And there'll be less and less as it comes out more. People and talk more and about. more help too, mm -hmm. and different kinds of help, not just throwing pills at you because a lot of the anxiety meds are not for long-term use right? and they can make you worse. So um, don't be ashamed. Um, realize that it's like an imbalance in your brain. It's not, you're not crazy. It's just something your brain is and you have to learn how to handle it and figure out the best tools possible for you. And that's right. It's not always the same medications for people. It's not always the same tools. Like you said, you got to go and find a therapist that works for you. That's another hard thing about it is finding the medications that work and medication adjustments and stuff like that. But another big piece of advice I want to give is if you start some kind of an SSRI or antidepressant, give it at least the full six weeks. Don't stop taking it before then because you won't know if it's helping. And if it is a long-term med, because we went through this several years ago too, you'd either be mad because you'd be taking something and nobody else is. Mm -hmm. I remember you telling me that on the phone. Or you're feeling so much better, you don't need it. I, that was an every year thing. Summertime, I would go off my meds because I felt good. And by the time end of fall, early winter hit, I was bad with anxiety and everything again. And anxiety can cause so many different things, obsessive thoughts, and there are so many ways it can manifest itself without you realizing it's anxiety. Like you can be crabby, you can be tired, um, you can be manic, you can be a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's, it's not the same symptoms as everyone, everyone has. Proud of you, kiddo. And I am, I am very proud and Everybody who's listening, I'm sure, will take something away from this because this is a big problem. Yeah. So I definitely appreciate you. Appreciate you, period. Oh, and another thing. Oh, see? Look, there you go. whip the term around of, like, anxiety or OCD or this game. I've never known anxiety until I played this game. It's a serious problem for people, and don't minimize it like that because... It's, it's not a minimal thing, especially for the people who experience it. And well, I guess any kind of mental health, don't, don't just use it lightheartedly because it's not. And 
it's it, I think it it helps to further stigmatize it because people think it's something very minor maybe right who haven't experienced it right yeah and if you've never experienced it I think it's very very hard to wrap your mind around it I mean we all laugh and joke about some things but when yeah when somebody who is around you has the issue that you're joking about Mm -hmm. it it hits home yeah I actually saw that on an ad for a game this I've never known anxiety until I played this game and I was like you still don't know anxiety right right because it's not that's not anxiety (laughs) if you're able to focus and play a game Uh uh-huh yeah yeah and it's you know you might get a little nervous or on edge playing a game but it's not a panic attack or all of your thoughts centering around one thing like OCD thoughts almost okay I think more and more people are starting to show up here for some reason and more cars are coming in so I I see a puppy Uh oh hey sassy (laughs) Oh my gosh, there is a sassy here. We might have to go and pet a dog if we're allowed. So everybody, again, Danielle has offered, you know, to talk or or something to anybody who reaches out. And I am willing to help in which whatever way. And there are a lot of apps out there too that help with anxiety and depression that you, even sleeping apps you can utilize. So I, I have a sheet of them if anyone would like me to screenshot it and send it to them. Yeah, there's there's even meditation apps. Mm-hmm. There's ones to, for sleeping, either the background sounds yeah. and so. Okay. Well, kiddo. Thank you again. That's all, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Proud of you. Love you, Ditto. <laughs> thank you. Love you too. And we're gonna go see if we can pet a dog. I'm wondering if it's a service dog, though. I think it's just a harness. Okay. Well, we can we'll go do up a and walk see. By. Yeah, we'll. <laughs> have to do a walk by to see if we're allowed to pet the dog first just like i did at the airport that time just kept getting closer and closer just hoping it would come over and sniff me then that's the invite right yeah, there exactly okay all right everybody we will talk with you again soon and it looks like that puppy is begging so we're just gonna go over and see mm-hmm. it all right hope everybody's having a good weekend talk to you soon